Yeah, yeah. Much love, you know what I'm saying, to I Am The Business podcast, you know, ATL, Paper Chasers, We Gonna Eat Regardless, you know, J-Mail Price is here to set the record straight, and you know what I'm saying, um, I've been walking around with this chip on my shoulder, like, you know, I just wanted to address some things far as, you know, everybody's still walking around saying, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Coming from Mississippi, shit, New York is where it's at. New York is where it's at. You know, um, but everybody from Mississippi might not be built or equipped to want to go to New York. To even want to get out of Mississippi, for that matter. You know what I'm saying? Shit, most folks from Mississippi might not even want to go to Alabama. Let alone a megatropolis like New York. You know what I'm saying? New York area probably has to be the busiest megatropolis. It's, it surpassed metropolis. It's megatropolis. It has to be the biggest megatropolis area where you can't help but to make it. In New York City boundaries alone, not even crossing the bridge to get to New Jersey, if you can't make a million dollars there, you ain't gonna make it nowhere. And that's real talk. That's real talk. I know people that can pay a $3,200 rent for one studio bedroom apartment just by making Italian ices. I don't know where the hell they get these big ass ice cubes from, but these people can make Italian ices and feed like a whole fucking barrel off walking a cart down New York City and just giving niggas Italian ices. Italian ices is like, well, for for everybody else, you know, they might be snow cones. But Italian ices, man, come on now. People get rich up in New York all selling hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? Stay with me now. Stay with me on this. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. People can sell shoestrings in New York and be able to pay their $3,200 rent to stay in a fucking cocoon. What they call an apartment. You know? So how could you not make it in New York City? New York City is built to win. You just got to want to do it. I have never met anybody from New York that is lazy, or probably a few, but that's very rare. I don't know who bred them niggas, but 
on some real stuff, man. I have never met anybody from New York that's not articulate nor lazy. I've never met a lazy person or a non-articulate person from New York. Okay, now we go to Mississippi, you know, where I'm born and raised. I have nothing bad to say about Mississippi far as just throwing dirt on it. I'm just telling my experience from what I know. I now live in Atlanta. I now live in Atlanta, Georgia, and a lot of New York people migrate down here, you know what I'm saying, to get a taste of if they can make that New York money and spend that $3,200 and bring that New York money down here, they can come to Atlanta and buy land. Stay with me now. You know what I'm saying? They can come to Atlanta and buy land or even Miami. Folks from the South ain't thinking like that. But we ain't finna get into the South. That's gonna be a whole nother topic. You know? We're gonna get into the South as a whole and buying land in a whole nother topic. It might we might touch on it, but I, I really want y'all to follow me on this. Okay. In Mississippi, they, you know, the curriculum to pass school that you must pass, if you take a trip to Jackson, Mississippi, the Confederate building, or you go to Vicksburg on the Native American burial ground, it's a bunch of Native American burial grounds in Mississippi. I want y'all to know that. Um, that's all Mississippi made up of. If wherever you see mounds at, it's a hilly place, a bunch of hills in Mississippi. But if you see a bunch of mounds, I promise you, if you dig up in it, you'll find your dead Indian or dead Indian skeleton. Okay. These are requirements for you to pass the 12th grade in Greenville, Mississippi. I don't know what they're doing in Jackson since they already there and got to, you know, but if you stay in Mississippi, it is a requirement for you to go to Jackson, Mississippi, take a field trip to go to Jackson, Mississippi to visit the Confederate building. The Confederate building, which consists of Probably your slave owner. Meanwhile, we gonna get back to Mississippi. Stay with me now. In New York City, New York, they are teaching, they are tiptoeing and teaching the children how to get into the stock market. Stock market is a way of life in New York. You know what I'm saying? Stock market is a way of life in New York. If you're not in tune with the stock market, you're not fit for New York. On some risk, I know 
I know homeless people that live here that have knowledge of the stock market. They just came to Atlanta and blew the shit because I ain't gonna lie to you. I came down here and almost blew. Well, I did blow them the $10,000. I came to Atlanta with $10,000 in my pocket. And I blew it down there. You know? I damn near blew it. Yes, sir. J-Mail Price is in the building. You know? Be sure to check out my podcast daily. I'm uploading the good stuff. You know what I mean? Y'all want to hear it? I'm going to tell the truth 24-7. Real talk. I am the business. ATL Paper Chasers, baby. We are in the building, and we're going to eat regardless. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that's where it's at, man. On some real shit. And I just wanted to bring, you know, the fact that, man, look. In Mississippi, you have to pass school by staying intact with the past. In New York, getting intact with the future is a requirement to pass high school. And that's what fucks me up. It pisses me off to the fullest to know that, okay, shit, man, since I, if I wouldn't have never wanted, you know, I'm glad I got the desire to move out of Mississippi and want to see different things in life. What Y'all might think I'm crazy for this, but watching Master P, which is from New Orleans, Louisiana, and he right down the road, like three hours and four hours, away from where I was born and raised in Greenville, Mississippi. He made it possible, you know, he showed me the way of, now, man, it is possible to get out of Mississippi because they, they right down the road. Mississippi and Louisiana is the top five, is in the top five when it comes to the poorest states in the United States. I don't know what ball Louisiana's been dropping because they have way more major cities. Matter of fact, their smallest city is bigger than our biggest city in Mississippi. You know, they're part of the Mississippi um, metropolitan area as well because they fought on the Gulf Coast down there by Biloxi. And, you know, it might have something to do with the expansion of Memphis coming over the northern Mississippi state line, you know, because their economy is booming up there. I ain't gonna lie to you. So, and it's reaching farther over into the Mississippi area. But I don't know what ball Louisiana's dropping to make Mississippi come rise from number 50 on the poorest state, state chart. 
to 48 in New o- in Louisiana has gone to number 50. You know, and um shit. I'm um you know, and it's, it's just it's just heartbreaking that, you know, the people that I have grown up with and the people when I go back to Mississippi, they glorify the fact that, okay, they were the smartest in the class. Nigga, you just you just found out who your grandmama slave master is. So that's continuing. It's a curriculum set up to make you dig deeper in the past instead of looking into the future. And when I can't, you know, I went to my grandmother's, my great-grandmother's funeral and found out that she was a slave. She was 104 when she died. You know what I'm saying? And it was heartbreaking. This was like three, no, four years, four or five years ago when I went to her funeral. She would have been 109. But yeah, when I went to her funeral, I found out that she was a slave. And we have white people in our family. Dark as she was. And I'm like, okay. And I started getting interested with it and wanted to dig deeper into it. To see who I am and why I look like I look. Why I got chinky eyes and shit. You know? You can tell I'm black when you hear me talk. But when you look at me, you know, okay, he's not completely African American. That's neither here nor there, but it is part of the topic with it for the most part um yeah I still wanted to bring up the fact that you know New York is designed to win it in my eyes you know I'm afraid to go to New York because of the rat situation I'm scared of rats I don't like rodents period you know I could go up there and I promise you, with my drive, I would go up there and thrive in everything and come back to the South and buy land. That's what I learned out here in Atlanta. In Mississippi, we laugh at the people that live in the country where their grandmother probably or their ancestor, anybody, owned that land. We laugh at those people. In Mrs. in Atlanta, I have learned in growing up, shit, buying the land and being the only house in the middle of a fucking cornfield, that's where it's at. You own that land, you are a somebody. It don't matter what size your house is, owning the land is the best thing going. I wouldn't have learned that in Mississippi. I wasn't exposed to it. Some people do look further into the future and look 
and see, okay, yeah, it's time to, you know, expand my mind. Some people catch on others faster than others. I didn't catch on to that because I was blinded by the fact that, you know, we stayed in the, we stayed in a white people's street and excuse my mentality, but that's what, that is what it is. We was the second family that stayed in the white folks' neighborhood. We stayed a house over from the senator, Johnny Walls. He's a black man. You know what I'm saying? He stayed like right at the corner of Stalin. We was at the corner of Stalin. You had to cross the street to get where we were on Washington Avenue. Stalin Avenue separated us. But wanted to bring this up. You know, um, but that's the mentality. We, certain places, shit, where you live is where you live. You know, and um, I wouldn't have had to look up or find the importance of gentrification until I came to Atlanta. Because in Mississippi, shit, we didn't give no fuck about what gentrification was. Until we start seeing that, okay, let's tear down the neighborhoods. And we still didn't know what the fuck was going on. We just knew that they tore down the neighborhoods and they finna turn the houses into better looking houses. I'm telling you, the houses look like they've been rained on for years. Which it does rain in Mississippi a lot. And just been sitting in the sun and letting the wood rot. And that's what it does. Shit, it's, when it rains, it pours. And when the sun shines, it shines. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? So, um, shit, those houses, people actually lived in them and thought they were living okay. These people were fucking happy. So we didn't know what gentrification was. You know? In Mississippi, from what I'm looking at when I visited Mississippi and seen the neighborhoods that has been torn down and rebuilt, they graduated to fucking... um, Habitat homes. Yeah, Habitat homes is a graduation in Mississippi. Real talk. They graduated from a fucking shack to now you stay in a home where you can pay $100 a month. Real talk. Real talk, man. You know what I'm saying? So, we didn't... I didn't learn about the word gentrification or had to really just take it serious until these people in Atlanta start taking it serious and saying, oh, they trying to gentrify our neighborhoods, gentrify our neighborhoods, this, gentrify our neighborhoods, that. They take a lot of shit serious in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Very unnecessarily. But now that I look at it, being from Mississippi... 
living around houses where it was a fucking wood coming off the top and the shingles was coming off the top of your fucking roof and your fucking house about to cave in graduated into habitat homes where you don't need a fucking based on income type shit I said what the fuck is these people in Atlanta crying about gentrification is a good thing Oh, then nobody should be living in a fucking house that's somebody else's. I might be humbled one day to have to go, you know, lose my house that I'm in. I don't own that land, but shit, the bank owned my house. My name is on that house, and yes, you know, I'm paying a mortgage. I'm not paying rent. You know, I'm just, I'm proud of where I'm at because I'm taking steps to own that house. But now that my eyes has been open, shit, I want to go own some land somewhere and park an RV there until I can build a house from the ground up. But yeah, I wanted to say that to say this, that gentrification ain't bad if a motherfucker moved me out of somebody else's house by force because they bought the neighborhood that would open my fucking eyes up to say that okay it's time to get on my shit and goddamn try to own some land and get this shit you know what I'm saying so nobody could move me out of my shit Instead of being up in somebody else's house for 30 years and saying, I might don't own it, but it's mine. That don't make no fucking sense to me. You know what I'm saying? That don't make no sense to me at all. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Excuse my passion and my grammar. (laughs) But that doesn't make any sense to me. Yes, I am articulate, but when I'm passionate about something, yes, my roots of grammatical error does come into play. You know, come to think about, you know, and I have uncles that's that lived in Chicago, but now they're retired and own land in Mississippi. And I think about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, why could you know? I'm proud of them. I'm glad that I have uncles that own land in Mississippi and that could tell the white folks I own shit just like you. Because you know I'm not bashing white people because all white people ain't bad. But Mississippi is a totally different animal when it comes to racism. The shit that these folks think prejudice down here in Georgia, I can shake these white people's hand and say, oh, okay, all right, won't happen again. I'll holler at you. Compared to what happened in Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, back in Mississippi, shit, the times are so behind that we were joyriding with a car I just paid in full 
just riding around one of the little country towns that I was training in, right 45 minutes outside of Memphis in Batesville, Mississippi. And we were riding around, me and my homeboy at the time, and I'll get into my story about him later as well. But, um, yeah, he, the police stopped us and said, um, we noticed y'all got a Washington County tag. Um, and I, and I told him, he asked us what we doing, what we looking for. I said, we just riding around, just chilling, shooting the breeze. I'm showing my homeboy around, you know, Batesville. And he said, well, around here. The town shut down around about 10 o'clock, so, um, and that's real talk. I'm not telling y'all nothing that I heard or seen on a fucking movie. I live this. And, you know, us being stuck in our cocoon in Greenville, Mississippi, where, shit, we predominantly black, and that was the eighth most populated city in Mississippi that shit the county alone white people are scared to come to Washington County do we have we have a black we had black mayors in Washington County because we was killing each other so much white people was like you know um we ain't finna go over there let them have that they doing a good job all right we ain't gonna even shake their hand just when they come to prison all right you know let them run and I'm talking about Prison is like, just, just like in Louisiana, prison is like, it's conforming to the point where you would have more fun in jail than you were, would, if you're on the streets. You wouldn't miss a beat because everybody you know is in prison. I remember we used to go to these scared straight tours. Now I know that, you know, the shit wasn't normal. Everybody didn't go through this. But three years straight, they used to randomly pick a bunch of students from every grade. And me and my cousin Squiz, my cousin Pee Wee, and my cousin Bird used to always be on that list and we were all in different grade levels. Pee Wee was the oldest so he was just a year old a grade level higher than me in squares because shit he failed three times so shit he was like 19 in the 11th grade or some shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being for real. So shit he was still in school with us. But um yeah, and that's another, you know, I ain't gonna get into that shit. They're my peoples. I love them to death, and I ain't bashing them. That's what it is, shit. This whole story, goddammit. Um, shit, man. It, it just... We went to these scared, straight programs where we visit Parchman, Mississippi. Where, all, where the main prison is in the middle of fucking nowhere, right above Jackson, Mississippi, and um, in Yazoo, Mississippi, Yazoo City, Mississippi, in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, they used to take us on the tours. Like I say, I went three years straight. I don't know how many times Pee Wee went, but I know he failed so many times he probably went like six times 
in three grades alone, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? But um, that's the type of shit that we were exposed to. They didn't expose us to the stock market. None of that shit, man. The only thing we know, they didn't have programs that would teach us better. They had programs that teach us if you keep being bad, this way you're going to end up bad. So, yes, you know what I'm saying? If we are limited to shit or we ain't exposed to nothing, we're going to keep being bad, of course. And eventually be up in there and make the best out of it. You know? And, um, shit, that's the way it is, man. Like, Mississippi is just a barrier within itself, man. You know what I'm saying? Compared, I don't know what New York is like. All I know, I haven't met nobody that thinks on a slow level. Every time I talk to a New York person, even if they stay in an efficiency home down here, I learn something from them. They teach me something that these people in Atlanta would charge me for because they learned it from a New York nigga a New York person would give it to me for free give the knowledge to me for free because they don't know that I wasn't exposed to it but an Atlanta person they'll charge me 50 to 100 dollars for a few words of knowledge and that's another thing. The South is so... Everybody just wants to be a crab in a bucket. And we'll get into that topic sooner or later. But I just wanted to put bring up the fact that... New York is teaching you how to excel to the future. Meanwhile... I'm watching this as a Mississippian that stay in Atlanta. Where everybody has the mindset, but they don't have the drive. They practice, they preaching it, but ain't practicing it. They in the middle of Mississippi and New York mentality. Everybody's preaching it, but they ain't practicing it. Everybody say they're an entrepreneur, but they ain't selling shit down here in Atlanta. I'm just being for real with y'all. I'm, I'm telling you what's real. If anybody want to correct me on that, show me something. And the people that can correct me on it, I want to hear it. But then again, I know I ain't going to hear it because you ain't going to share the knowledge with me that you got. So it is what it is. And I ain't going to beg you, I ain't going to ask you. I'm going to do my own research. Call my lawyer. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing, you know. But living in Mississippi, I always knew when, by watching Master P that one day, shit, I want to be like him. because, And I got my drive up and I got my mind made up that, oh, okay, one day, shit, I'm going to be on No Limit. That never happened because, shit, damn near everybody in No Limit. Either dead or in jail. But Master P is still worth $500 million today. You know what I'm saying? And um, when I finally got, you know, and listening to Eminem's 8 Mile soundtrack, 
lose yourself. That motivated me to say, I got to get out of Mississippi, man, because I'm talented. You know, Mississippi wasn't big enough for my mindset. I outgrew Mississippi. And I said, man, it's time for me to get up out of here because I have so many talents. I can rap. I start selling Percocets, Lorisets to everybody. I was making money. We did our own taxes, so yes. Shit, man, I can't, like I said, I and when 50 Cent came out with Get Rich or Die Trying, that pushed me over the edge to say I need need to get to Mrs. I mean to Atlanta. No, uh, let me retract. When I seen Eminem, I went to Chicago. Matter of fact, then I came back to Mississippi with that mindset, with all those hustles. When I was in Chicago, I was looking at Atlanta from the outside. You know what I'm saying? Seeing that, because they was running every countdown, video countdown, they was running it. It was like, if, if it's a top 10 video, they had like nine videos, different artists, where everybody was smiling, had women, had money in their videos and everybody was joined with everybody in video. Different artists were in each other videos. I never seen that a day in my life. Master P gave me the open my eyes to see that it was possible. But when I seen Atlanta, Atlanta videos, I said somebody smiling somewhere. You know? It's time for me to get my hustle up and get out to Atlanta. I came back to Mississippi, got them $10,000 up in six months. You heard me? And I was in Atlanta, you know? But yeah, man, look. Get rich or die trying. Push me over the edge to see that, yes, you can make it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so for... I don't care what y'all call me, but yes, watching music videos, because these are real people. But when I got to Atlanta, to be honest with you, Lil Jon wasn't even the crunk person that he portrayed in his videos. Shit, he was just making money. Portraying to be crunk, which brought me to Atlanta. But when I got to Atlanta, I learned what I, I brought, my know-how that, got, that I made it with in Mississippi, to Atlanta and I've been down here 13 years and I love Atlanta you know what I'm saying it saved my life it's my high horse right now I want to relocate and travel and do different things but yeah right now you know what I'm saying it's a long way from Mississippi because you know even though these people down here in Atlanta is on the right track in the wrong train they still fucking exposing me to wanting to learn more. They preaching it, but they ain't practicing it. I'm telling you, all they want to do is party down here. And, you know, I done partied so much and seen so many happy people in life. Okay, I done got back to my Mississippi mode and 
been on some shit like, okay, the party gonna be there. I done had all the pussy I could down here in Atlanta. That shit gonna be there. I'm gonna be here. It's time for me to get back to this money, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's the mentality that I have brought with me. You know what I'm saying? From Mississippi. Knowing that I don't want to backtrack. I don't want to go back. I, if I can help it, I'll die before I go back to Mississippi. Like, that serious. Because, like I said in the beginning, I know somewhere in this world, somebody's learning about the stock market. And meanwhile, in Mississippi, in order to pass on to the next level, you have to know your history. And um, that's all I got to say about that. And moving right along. Moving on. Um, I was just in this group chat where a guy, Sean Michael, asked the ladies quote let me see get it right ladies does a man paying your bills determine your loyalty to him and a few of the comments like any woman that should just you know and I'm not bashing women but it's just a certain group of women that I think And just be talking just to be talking, man. You know what I'm saying? And much love to the Marie Evans chick. She asked, is there a man that really pay bills? Um, I don't know how to take that because, you know, I don't know who she attracts, but you know what I'm saying? That, I, I'm, I'm going to get off that. You know what I'm saying? I, I really don't even know how to take that. Much love to... Marie Evans, she's a pretty light-skinned lady and a part of the group Atlanta Live. I met her. She alright. But, I'm finna go to one of the silliest comments. Um, well, I'm finna go to plenty, because everybody thinks like this. No. From Lele Williams, whatever her name is. Nah, there are no other requirements and stipulations. Um, that's stupid, if you ask me. This Janelle Joy Wigfield, she gave the best response to me, if you ask me. And she say, he doesn't have to pay my bills, but if he volunteers to step in, fill in, even... Excuse me, I'm sorry. Cause she she worried it wrong. He doesn't have to pay my bills, but if he volu- voluntarily steps in to fill a need or even want somewhere, I'm cool with that. I don't ask, but if you volunteer, I love it. And I went on to comment and say, Jan- Janelle, you are a fucking all star. 
You know, this is the best response I've seen in this group. I mean, on this chat of the group. Most of the women saying crazy shit. I don't know who raised these chicks, but let me say this. You know what I'm saying? Far as I can remember, I don't know anything else. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to go back to the topic. Ladies, does a man paying your bills determine your loyalty to him? Okay. First of all, I don't know, again, I don't know who the fuck is raising these women. But, I mean, if you pay your own bills, this question ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? You sound silly just jumping in saying, okay, no, that don't determine my bills. That don't determine my loyalty if a man pay my bills. And I went on to say from reading the comments... If a dude pay y'all bills, most women saying y'all still gonna run wild. Did y'all read the question right or did y'all skim through it? I meant that shit, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what the fuck? What are they what are y'all talking about in these groups? No wonder y'all still just single. And just going to these parties thinking that y'all gonna stand out just because y'all fucking look good. Y'all sound fucking stupid saying basically ain't no other way around what y'all saying. Y'all are basically saying, no, if a nigga pay my bills, I'm still gonna do what I do. I'm still gonna be disloyal. Okay, women in these group chats if you ain't got nothing smart to say shut the fuck up for real because all this shit y'all saying that don't make y'all sound cute y'all gonna continue to be single and y'all gonna continue to be to watch money being collected at the, these ten thousand dollar events and y'all still gonna just get ten dollars for watching ten thousand dollars and just to say, oh, I'm the admin, or I was at the door. I seen everybody. I'm popping since he let me collect the money. Bitch, that doesn't determine that you are smart or no or attractive. Just because you next to the man that is the man. And much love to Aaron, you know what I'm saying? But I'm sorry, man. Some of this shit that's being said in these groups, not just in his group. I'm going to address everything that I say, see on social media that's being said stupid because it's gone to the point where what social media says, if a, if a person has a hundred million organic followers on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter that they are somebody. When they really live in a fucking hut and sleep on a pallet. A pallet consists of a blanket which they cover themselves in a sheet and put a pillow on top of the blanket for comfort. For anybody that don't know what a pallet is. Not, that's a downgrade from a blow-up mattress. 
Y'all stop saying all this dumb shit up in these groups because it's not smart. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? I don't know who raising y'all, and it take me to saying I know he don't like people attacking people in his groups for their opinion. But some of the shit I have, to, I reach out to Aaron and I let him know, dude, you are a leader, man. It ain't attacking these folks. Shit, I'm. You a leader? You need to teach these hoes better. You need to teach these motherfuckers better. You are a leader, and you. I know you might don't see your responsibility, but dude, you are on a pedestal. You got to start taking responsibility and leading your people to think right. This is how I am. I don't want to collect money from nobody or I don't want these people around me if they thinking like fucking nincompoops. I'm just being for real. I'm sorry. Ain't nothing a person that I can't learn from or just know just as much as me. I don't want you around me. It ain't nothing that I want to find in common with you. Like that serious. I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, you know, I'd rather have no friends than broke-minded friends or broke friends for that matter. You know what I'm saying? You could beat the sense in, not beat, literally you could put you can impute the sense into somebody but if they still want to go no I live by morals but then they still complain about the way they're living that's broke mindedness I don't want to be associated with it period I don't want to be around it. I don't want to come to these events. I don't want to meet these people. None of that. The shit is unattractive, man. I brags about this group. You know what I'm saying? I brag about these people to my out-of-town friends and let them know, hey, man, um, you know, it's this group, you know, Atlanta Live, man, you know, but, man, I'm, I'm ashamed to bring niggas around these people that think like this. I'm sorry, I can't do it, man. How the fuck you can sit here on Facebook on World Wide Web and say some dumb shit like, no, if a man pay my bills, that don't determine my my loyalty to him. First of all, you know, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I see where people are going with it, but for the most part, people are basically saying a nigga can pay the bills, but I'm still getting my pussy away. That's what I'm giving, what I'm getting from it. Ain't you can't teach you can't tell me nothing else. That's all I'ma see from it. Ain't no way you could dress that up. Ain't no way you can make me think otherwise. You know what I'm saying? And the shit's crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's a shame, like, 
most of these groups, that's what the conversation consists of. But I hold this group in particular to a higher standard than most other groups. But Cuz still got some weaving out to do. Like, real talk, man. Real talk, because... <laughs> and, and I'm going to stay on these groups, man. I'm telling you. Because this is where I'm getting most... I'm going to get most of my topics from because I can't think of the dumb shit that these people say, you know what I'm saying, that it just ain't in my thought process. So, yes, it's entertaining to me, but for the most part, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? You know? And that's all I got to say about that, man. For real. If a motherfucker, I personally, as a man, don't nobody have to pay my bills. I'm going to pay my own bills. But if any woman chooses to step up and pay my bills, yes, I'm loyal to her. I'm sucking toes. I'm being her best friend. I'm going to come home early. I'm going to learn to cook what she likes. I'm going to do whatever she says. I'm that type of person anyway. But for the most part, I'm going to do extra. If she like ice cream, I'm going to put whipped cream, sprinkles, chocolate syrup, and a cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who teach it, but, you know, we got to do better, man. For real. You know? We got to do better, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm really speechless behind that. But, again, moving on. You know what I'm saying? And I like to shout out Atlanta Live, you know what I'm saying, for throwing the best events, to be honest with you. You know, everybody keeps to themselves. The events are very organized. No drama. No fighting. No arguing that I have seen, you know what I'm saying, even if there there is arguing amongst the group in Facebook chats, Aaron can't come out the group. And, you know, he's a good dude, man, for real. He keeps that type of bullshit away from him, you know. But, um, you know, shouts out to Atlanta Live, man. You know, y'all keep doing what you're doing. Much love to y'all, man. J-Mail, see ya. All right. Get at you.